Welcome to a mathematical basis for reality. Bruce, I think you should tell them that Physical Truth is a book on mathematics and philosophy, and that it's a good story. We now come to string theory. Um, I've just finished reading a wonderful book called Lost in Math by Dr. Sabine Hossenfelder. Now, Sabine is a young, brilliant physicist uh, from Germany. Uh, she's got this wonderful German uh, sense of humor, rather dark. And she's saying it's, it's kind of like uh, the poor girl has woken up in the middle of a psych ward and everyone around her is absolutely mad. Um, that's in the world of modern physics. And I would heartily recommend you read this book because... It gives an excellent, um, uh, if you like, statement, uh, an actual excellent description of all the different theories that happen to be out there uh, in modern physics and in modern cosmology, and most of it make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Many of them don't match observation. We, uh, or there are parts of them that don't match observation. We try um, mostly within the world of modern physics. Someone guesses at an answer, I guess, to say, oh, I got this cool idea, and it looks real neat, and it seems to be lovely, so I'll run out and win a Nobel Prize, saying how wonderful my theory is. Of course, it doesn't really match observation, and there's no true mathematical derivation of, uh, of the theory. Uh, it's really just come out of thin air by something someone thinks that, well, they have experience, or they have something to be able to take a guess. And, of course, it doesn't fit. And we're getting worse and worse and worse. And it's becoming more and more like we're living in a psych ward when we're uh, taking a look at modern physics. What I'm bringing in with string theory <clears throat> is not an I String theory kind of derived out of experimental evidence. And it was an attempt to take experimental evidence and hammer it into some mathematical form. Uh, and with this mathematical form, certain types of functions came out that are kind of recognizable. They're very recognizable, for example, if anyone's done, um, uh, if anyone's done the solution, this is an applied math, you take a drum, okay, any drummer, um, snare drum, uh, do it. We take a snare drum and we hit it in the center with a with a drumstick, and then we have to mathematically describe the vibrations that occur in the shape <clears throat> of uh, the snare drum, knowing the modulus, Young's modulus, elasticity, if you like, of the leather, or if it is a leather drum, or whatever the substance is that uh, has been stretched to make this drum. Uh, how hard was it hit at the beginning, and where was it hit, and so forth. We can do that. We can do that. And we end up with certain types of functions, because it's a circular drum, we'll assume. Assume everything's circular. We're mathematicians, after all. It's either spherical or, or it's, uh, it's circular. So it's a circular drum. And we've struck it, and we have uh, different types of values that, uh, different types of functions all of a sudden drop out. And these functions tend to match the mathematical equations of string theory that people are trying to hammer the results into. In other words, the results fit these particular functions. 
and we look at these particular functions and say, well, that's kind of like the behavior of um, solutions to differential equations that describe uh, the surface of a drum when a drum is struck. This, I think, is promising. Uh, why don't we go the other way? Uh, I don't think anyone's done that. Let's go the other way and take a look at the mathematics uh, of, um, of a drum or take a mathematics of a four-dimensional drum. We'll take a We'll have a, a drum stretched in four dimensions. Um, we'll use uh, the restrictions of a Minkowski space. Uh, we will use the boundary conditions of Schrodinger's equation. And we'll derive uh, eigenvalues. And from these eigenvalues, we will see what exactly we end up with. It is a much better approach than just pulling something out of the air. You have to do the math. Okay, I've been doing a little bit of looking up here on Wikipedia, so I want to know this, because I was, I was studying physics at this time. Uh, it was actually in eastern Canada, and uh, this was in 1969-1970. Three people, Yorchiro Nambu, Holger Beck Nielsen, and Leonard Suskind, uh, were the people who have been described as recognized the theory could be given a description in space and time in terms of strings and string theory. So it's, I didn't know Leonard Susskind was, was involved in that. Okay, so that uh, shows my sort of lack of knowledge on the history of where this was, although I was alive at the time and, um, you know, um, people have been thinking of it but didn't quite, uh, you know, follow up on that. String theory later on, uh, I think from, from as I remember, that string theory um, really ran into trouble with superstring theory because uh, superstring theory, in a very general overall way of looking at it, says that there is uh, some symmetry to everything, supersymmetry is hence, and that for every particle there's an antiparticle. And all the particles of the world, if they were all clumped together, would explode in a massive anti-Big Bang and there would be absolutely nothing. So whenever we see um, uh, a particle, there's an antiparticle, there's a matching antiparticle to every particle. And uh, we now see that the universe is not made up of an equal amount of matter and antimatter. This has become a major conundrum um, to a lot of theories. And there's a great deal of trying to explain why this is, that the antiparticles may possibly have been captured by black holes, uh, which for some reason have a preference for antiparticles. Um, that's probably one of the best, I think. Uh, myself, personally, I think the whole superstring theory is absolute bunk. And really, if we look at Schrodinger's equation, we can see that the number of particles, number of antiparticles versus number of particles, the ratio of antimatter to matter is 14.7%. And that is exactly what drops out of Schrodinger's equation. So it's just the way things are. It's the way the universe has been built. If you want to, uh, a lot of people use that sort of excuse. Well, why was the universe built this way? 
And if we go deeper and deeper into the mathematics, you can see why the mathematical structure actually has to be. There are certain minus signs that have to be there. Or, uh, we would not have um, any energy um, in electromagnetic radiation, various other things that we see. However, to, uh, uh, to cut to the chase, uh, superstring theory uh, kind of superseded this idea of string theory, which does not demand supersymmetry. When supersymmetry was demanded, and, uh, and there was believed to be the same number of antiparticles as particles, or there was this anti-world and a, and a, and a real world, um, that superseded, if you like, a lot of string theory, and uh, I think we really took a, a wrong step. Uh, super string theory um, just does not match observation. Uh, let's flush it down the toilet. Uh, there are other theories that I've been looking at with Hassenfelder's uh, book, such as quantum field theory, uh, that there is no such thing as empty space. Uh, I think that's bunk, uh, so I may as well just say so. There is empty space, um, and uh, we're seeing a number of different theories these days that just simply don't match observation. Superstring theory is one of them. I'd say there's a fair amount in quantum field theory, although... Uh, you hear people rioting in the back, we'll just quiet them. And I think what we have to do is return to the actual mathematics itself. And if we're going to look at string theory, I think string theory itself has something. I think it's, I think it's very good uh, in the structure of how things are, are put together. Remember, if we are going into quantum space, if we are going into within the boundaries of Schrodinger's equation, trying to approach and attack this area, this, the world of the very, very small, the world of the atom, the world of the proton, world of what in the world makes up protons, we're going to look at this area. We have to realize we are no longer in what's known as a bonic space. A bonic space is a space in which you can have a measure, any measure. It doesn't matter. But so long as you can have a measure, you've got a bonic space. Uh, what we... Uh, what we have in the world of the quantum is we do not have a quantum, we do not have a bonic space, and a, and a Hilbert space is a bonic space. Um, most of what we see within within the mathematics trying to describe quantum uh, quantum mechanics use the mathematics of, of bonic spaces. You can't do that. You are not allowed to use the mathematics of bonic spaces. You're not in a bonic space. You have no measure. Uh, therefore, we have to use a mathematics that is not that of a bonic space. And the diffusion equation describes it beautifully. And the diffusion equation does not describe a bonic space, which gives it all sorts of wonderful properties. And that's why I think the genius of Schrodinger to utilize uh, the the um, to utilize the diffusion equation or turn to the the diffusion equation is absolutely breathtaking. It's wonderful. And it, it applies, and it actually works. So we see if we solve, the diffusion, uh, we solve this diffusion equation, we solve Schrodinger's equation with the uh, linear term added on to the end, we get all sorts of wonderful results. We get a description of, of uh, photons, for example, E equals HU, drops out of it. We have Heisenberg as a boundary condition, drops out of it. It's right there. Uh, we can also take a look at the behavior of the electron. We see that the electron has very specific 
um, energy states as described by the eigenvalues that uh, come out of, of, um, of using these particular boundary conditions. This is all marvelous. It all actually works. We look at um, the mass of the proton, which follows directly out of um, uh, mass of the proton, and the size of the proton, and, and uh, is about a fermion in diameter, uh, more 1.2 uh, fermions in diameter, and um, is it a fermion? yeah, well, we used to call them fermions, 10 to the negative 15th meters. We used to call them fermions, so a fermion maybe something else these days. Um, and uh, it, it's all described by Schrodinger's equation, bang on the money. So let's continue this path. Let's, let's continue. Well, let's just solve the boundary condition. In other words, let's take Schrodinger's equation, match it into the Einstein field equations, solve the damn thing, and take a look at boundary conditions, the eigenvalues that this actually gives us, and see if this applies to anything that seems to be out there, like string theory, for example, and see where we go with that. Chapter 10, String Theory. Now, you can get a, uh, there's a lot of mathematics in this particular episode. You can get a physical copy and download it from www.razzle.ca. Go to www, uh, go to razzle.ca slash um, physical truth. That's physical underscore truth dot PDF. And just download it there. And you can have more mathematical equations um, to um, uh, uh, than you could possibly imagine. I mean, sing your heart out. There you go. So, chapter ten, string theory. Uh, we have looked at Schrodinger's equation, which is a differential, which is a diffusion equation, with a linear term added at the end. Diffusion is an interesting mathematical phenomenon. Mathematically, effects occur instantly throughout the media into which diffusion is penetrating. That means things happen faster than the speed of light. They happen instantly. Consider three classes of differential equations. The diffusion equation, of which Schrodinger is included, the harmonic equation, and the biharmonic equation. Setting these out, the diffusion equation is d psi by dt equals del squared psi. The harmonic equation is d2 psi by dt squared equals del squared chi. And del squared psi, rather, I must pronounce it correctly. And the biharmonic equation, which is at zero equals del to the fourth psi. Now, these three cover a great deal within the field of applied mathematics. There are, of course, many variations. Psi is almost always defined as some unknown potential. The second formula above. The harmonic equation, to repeat that, uh, de two psi by de t squared equals uh, del squared psi. So the second formula above the harmonic equation has the property that alterations propagate at a particular speed. That's the speed of propagation within the media described by the differential equation has some definite finite value, such as the speed of light. However, space-time is a tensor field and the harmonic equation can only describe a vector field. This has possibilities for electromagnetism, but not for gravity. The third formula above is a biharmonic equation and describes the world of elasticity. It is used in geophysics to describe movements of plate tectonics. It contains various stress tensors of an elastic media. Consider the Heisenberg shell previously derived. Consider a potential 
psi within a shell bounded by r equals h over twice mc and t equal h over mc squared. If we use the Schrodinger equation as follows. De psi bot a t of psi equals squiggly bracket i h bar squared del squared all over twice m minus i capital V uh, right squiggly bracket all times psi as a Schrodinger operator. In order to find a measure of acceleration or force or second time order differential, we reapply the operator within the shell to obtain de squared psi bind at squared equals h bar to the fourth over 4m squared all times delta to the fourth psi minus h bar squared v over m del squared psi plus v squared psi, which is 10.3. In spherical coordinates, this is d2 psi by t squared is equal to h bar to the fourth over 4m squared, left bracket, 2r sine theta, left bracket, minus 2, left bracket, 2r sine theta, d psi by r, plus r squared sine theta, d2 psi by r squared, plus cos theta, d psi by theta plus sine theta, d2 psi by d theta squared, plus d2 psi by d phi squared all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 3, sine theta to the negative 1, plus left bracket, 2 sine theta, d psi by dr, plus 4r sine theta, d2 psi by dr squared, plus r squared sine theta, day 3 psi by r cubed plus cos theta day 2 psi by r d theta plus sine theta day 3 psi by d theta day r d theta plus day 3 psi by day phi squared day r all over sine theta right bracket r to the negative 2 sine theta to the negative 1 plus r squared sine theta, left bracket, 6, left bracket, 2r sine theta, day psi by day r, plus r squared sine theta, day 2 psi by day r squared, plus cos theta, day psi by day theta, plus sine theta, day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus day 2 psi by day phi squared all over sine theta, right bracket, r to negative 4, sine theta to the negative 1, minus 4, left bracket, 2 sine theta, day psi by r, plus 4r sine theta, day 2 psi by r squared, plus r squared sine theta, day 3 psi by r squared, plus cos theta, day 2 psi by r to theta, plus sine theta, day 3 psi by day theta, day r to theta, plus day 3 psi by day phi squared day r, all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 3, sine theta to the negative 1, plus 6 sine theta, day 2 psi by day r squared, 
plus 6R sine theta, day 3 sine body R cube, plus R squared sine theta, day to the 4th sine body R cube, plus cos theta, day 3 sine by day R squared day theta, plus sine theta, day to the 4th sine over day theta, day R squared day theta, plus day to the 4th psi over day r, day phi squared day r, all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 2, sine theta to the negative 1, right bracket, plus cos theta, left bracket, minus, left bracket, 2r sine theta, day psi by r, plus r squared sine theta, day 2 psi by r squared, plus cos theta, day psi by theta, plus sine theta, day 2 psi by theta squared, plus day 2 psi by phi squared all over sine theta, right bracket, cos theta, r to the negative 2, sine theta to the negative 2, plus left bracket, 2 co 2r cos theta, day psi by r, plus 2r sine theta, day squared psi body r day theta plus r squared cos theta day squared psi body r squared plus r squared sine theta plus day cubed psi by day r squared day theta minus sine theta day psi body theta plus 2 cos theta day 2 psi body theta squared plus sine theta day 3 psi by day theta cubed minus day 2 psi by day phi squared cos theta all over sine theta squared plus day 3 psi by day phi squared day theta all over sine theta right bracket r to the negative 2 sine theta to the negative 1 plus sine theta left bracket 2 left bracket 2r sine theta, day psi by r, plus r squared sine theta, day 2 psi by r squared, plus cos theta, day psi by theta, plus sine theta, day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus day 2 psi by phi squared all over sine theta, right bracket, left bracket, cos theta squared, r to negative 2 sine theta to the negative 3 minus 2 left bracket 2r cos theta day r by theta plus 2r sine theta day 2 psi by day r day theta plus r squared cos theta day 2 theta by day r squared plus r squared sine theta day cubed theta day cubed psi by day r squared day theta minus sine theta, day psi by theta, plus 2 cos day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus sine theta, day 3 psi by day theta cubed, minus day, psi, day 2 psi by day phi squared, cos theta all over sine theta squared, plus day 3 psi by day phi squared day theta all over sine theta right bracket cos theta r to the negative 2 sine theta to the negative 2 
plus, left bracket, 2R sine theta, day psi pot AR, plus R squared sine theta, day 2 psi pot AR squared, plus cos theta, day psi pot A theta, plus sine theta, day 2 psi pot A theta squared, plus day 2 psi by day phi squared all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 2, sine theta to the negative 1, plus left bracket, minus 2r sine theta, day psi by day r, plus 4r cos theta, day 2 psi by day r day theta, plus 2r sine, day sine theta, day 3 psi by day phi day r day theta, minus r squared sine theta, day 2 psi by day r squared, plus 2r squared cos theta, day 3 psi by day r squared day theta, plus r squared sine theta, day 4 psi by day theta, day r squared day theta, minus cos theta, day psi by day theta, minus 3 sine, day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus 3 cosine theta, day 3 psi by day theta squared, plus sine theta, day to the fourth psi by day theta squared, plus 2, day 2 psi by day phi squared, cos theta squared, all over sine theta cubed, minus 2, cos theta, day 3 psi by day phi squared, day theta, all over sine theta squared, plus day 2 psi by day phi squared all over sine theta, plus day to the fourth psi by day theta, day phi squared, day theta, all over sine squared, right bracket, r to the negative 2, sine to the negative 1, plus 2 sine plus left bracket, 2 sine theta, day 3 psi by day phi squared dr, plus r squared sine theta, day 4 psi by day r, day phi squared day r, plus cos theta, day 3 psi all by day phi squared day theta, plus sine theta, day 4 psi by day theta, day phi squared day theta, plus day 4 psi by day phi to the fourth, all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 2, sine theta to the negative 2, r to the negative 2, sine theta to the negative 1, minus h bar squared v over m, left bracket, 2r sine theta, day theta by day r, plus r squared sine theta, day 2 psi by day r squared, plus cos theta, day phi by day theta, plus sine theta, day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus day 2 psi by day phi squared, all over sine theta, right bracket, r to the negative 1, sine theta to the negative 1, plus v squared psi. From the general solution to the above equation, we can apply boundary conditions r equal h over 2mc, and initial condition t equals h over mc squared, to show that the resultant Bessel functions and their zeros, along with their genre polynomials, lead to zeta functions appropriate 
to developing string theory. First, we resolve the harmonic equation, which also solves the biharmonic, as follows. Psi star is equal to capital T of time only, capital R of R only, capital phi of, sorry, capital theta of theta only, and capital phi of phi only. Day two by D by day t squared of t is equal to minus alpha squared capital T. Day two r by day r squared of r equals minus alpha squared r plus beta squared r over r squared minus two day by day r of capital R all over r. Day two theta by day theta squared equals minus theta beta squared plus phi of gamma all over sine theta squared minus cos theta day phi by day theta sine theta all over sine theta and day two of phi by day phi squared is equal to minus gamma squared phi where day two by day theta squared of psi star is equal to left big, big bracket, 2r sine theta day psi by day r, plus r squared sine theta day 2 psi by day r squared, plus cos theta day psi uh, by day theta, plus sine theta day 2 psi by day theta squared, plus day 2 psi by day phi squared all over sine theta, right big bracket, times 1 over r squared sine theta. Uh, in that case, I was using psi, but it, I meant psi star, of course. And here we have, in solving this, that t of t is equal to a sine alpha t plus b cos alpha t. r of, t of r is equal to c over the square root of r of Bessel j, uh, left bracket, one half uh, of the square root of one plus four beta squared, comma, alpha r, right bracket, plus capital D over R, a square root of R rather, of Bessel Y, left bracket, one half, uh, square root one plus four beta squared, comma, alpha R, right bracket, and uh, f uh, the theta of theta equals E to the Legendre, Legendre polynomial, left bracket, one half, uh, square root of one plus four, beta squared and square root minus one half the square root of gamma comma cos theta right bracket plus f Legendre q left bracket one half square root of one plus four beta squared and square root minus one half square root of gamma comma cos theta right bracket now we resolve the linear part which is day two psi by day t squared equals k, k psi and have the solution. Psi is equal to F1, uh, e to the square root of kt, plus F2 times e to the minus square root of kt. We will show a little of the biharmonic part in Cartesian coordinates. Note that if day psi by day x squared is equal to alpha to the fourth psi, then capital D to the fourth minus alpha to the fourth uh, bracket times psi would be equal to zero. So that left bracket capital D minus alpha right bracket, left bracket capital D plus 
alpha right bracket, left bracket, capital D squared plus alpha squared right bracket times sine equals zero. In this case, the capital D is, of course, a differential operator, uh, which gives us a left bracket, D minus alpha right bracket, left bracket, D plus alpha right bracket, left bracket, D minus I alpha right bracket, left bracket, D plus I alpha right bracket, times operated on psi would equal zero. In which case, we have that psi of x is equal to capital A e to the alpha x plus capital B e to the minus alpha x plus capital C e to the i alpha x plus capital D e to the i alpha x. And psi is then equal to capital F as an arbitrary constant, capital F times cos alpha x plus capital G times sine alpha x plus capital H uh, hyperbolic cosine alpha, alpha x plus uh, capital I sine H or hyperbolic sine of alpha x. And in looking uh, now coming to the, uh, yeah, I'm starting to wind this up. So both the real and imaginary parts is what it all means. So both the real and imaginary parts, the harmonic equation work as a solution to the biharmonic equation in Cartesian coordinates. In this case, we can both use x and ix in the harmonic equation for a solution to the biharmonic term, which doubles the number of solutions for each dimension. Now, these are eigendimensions, okay? These are eigendimensions in which we are solving this. However, only half of them can be used at a time. So what it means is we have a solution that is real, we have a solution that is imaginary. You can't mix them. If you're using the real, then that dis, uh, disallows the imaginary solution on the other, the matching imaginary solution. This is because all the reals have to be equal on both sides of the equation, and all the imaginaries must also be equal on both sides. You can then apply the boundary conditions to the equation in spherical coordinates to solve for the arbitrary constants resulting in the appearance of zeta functions. It may be interpreted that in eigenspace, each of the eigenvalues, alpha, beta, etc., are summed over an infinite number of values in such a way that each term of the solution is orthogonal in order to match the boundary conditions. In Cartesian coordinates, we could have alpha sub n, beta sub n, gamma sub n, and uh, looks like uh, y sub n, and possibly sum n squared over the general solutions as n goes from 1 to infinity. Each value of n represents an eigenset, and each set of eigenvalues forms a vector space containing orthogonal eigenvectors. These eigenvalues, therefore, form a multidimensional orthogonal space. There are 12 spatial for the biharmonic term, 6 for the harmonic term, and 2 for the temporal term. That makes a 20-dimensional eigenspace. However, only half the eigenspace can be used at a time as previously explained. We therefore have a 10-dimensional eigenspace. This forms an interesting approach, which may possibly be used in string theory. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you liked what you heard, you may subscribe in your podcast provider and perhaps share in various social media sites. Bruce has promised he won't change the links anymore and screw up trying to find the next episode. Please enjoy the rest of your day and may everything work out for the best. We try to have a new podcast every Saturday, so see you next week.